Blog Talk Radio. flies when you're having fun. Well, it also flies by when you're getting ready to have some fun. Hey, uh, so I hope y'all ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Good night, every. Uh, good night. <laughs> good evening, everyone. And thank you for tuning in to the show once again. This is LL Sports 2 with TJ, and I am your host, TJ. And this is a sports show for everyone, but we do cater to the novice female sports fans because we are trying to help educate the ladies on the fundamentals of baseball, basketball, and football. All right, coming to you each and every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Several ways for you to join this show. One, pick up your telephone and dial 347-826-7924. You can log on to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 or you can catch us live and in living color, as they will be doing here shortly. Tina D. Jackson is the name, Facebook Live. That is the platform. All right, a little housekeeping here. Don't forget to follow the show. Go to that homepage, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 Click on that subscribe link, and there your name uh, and number can be counted. But you have to make sure to activate your email in order for that to happen. And then you can also find us in uh, iTunes. So just go to your iTunes account. Click on LL Sports 2 with TJ and subscribe. It's just that simple. All right. So let's see what is on my mind tonight. No, nothing really new. Um, we just gonna keep it light tonight. Um, Ghost, book two, for power, starts September the sixth. All right, y'all make sure to check that out so we can keep that show on uh, on the air uh, inside. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Hard Knocks training camp, uh, uh, HBO's docu series. They are following the Los Angeles team. I haven't recorded. Haven't got a chance to watch it yet but if you have let us know what you think about it are they still doing their phenomenal job i love uh, hard knocks and it is the kickoff it's the, the kickoff for the football season i know i said the draft it, i i say a lot of things are the kickoff to the football season and in my mind they are each and every one of them okay so that <laughs> don't hold it against me and uh, let's see obet oh, still doing their thing um as i told you last week they aired Master P, the No Limit Chronicles. So tonight wraps that up. It is episode five. It's a five, uh, it's a five document series. Pretty good, especially you know if you're a Master P fan, and even if not, just to, I love hearing about people's stories and how they made it, and you know everybody has a story. So his is just very interesting. 
just I learned a lot. So check that out if you have a chance. And then tonight they are starting the Rough Riders Chronicles. So ah, you can only imagine what that's going to be. DMX. <laughs> no, he ain't. Oh, that was Biggie. Uh, DMX. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know, he the one that growls. All right. And so on that note, we're going to growl on to these sports. How about that? Because you know this is a sports show. So let's go ahead and get to the rundown. College football, man. So they don't want to send the kids to school, but they want the kids to play on the field. And it looks like the kids want to play. Well, you know what? We're going to talk about that, all of it, and and that much more. Uh, Don't sleep on the sleepers. What? The sleepers in the NBA, uh, the restart. You know, we had the – they had to finish up the eight-game series for the NBA restart, but what sleepers may just just find their way way into the playoffs. We will talk about that. And the NBA playoffs, they kick off next week. So there's only so much time to see who's going to be in it. Of course, uh, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment. You already know. Another jam-packed show for you. So let's go ahead, you know, Shout out. I have to. Shout out to Joe Biden for his nominee for Vice President, Mrs. Kamala Harris. Yes, so shout out to Joe Biden for making history once again. All right, I hope you guys were able to catch the um, the introduction. Um, it was kind of like their, their first, um, you know, presidential speech it went very very well so if you didn't catch that make sure you look it up on youtube all right so let's go ahead jump into our first break and in the words of kamala harris she said that she was ready to go to work so let's go to work y'all and on the flip side we'll be back with the ladies and talking some sports ll sports 2 with tj let's get it Like Adam's car, electrons, pro 
my foundation Built a nation of rappers and after I came off vacation I came to Rome, the land to own, stand alone On the microphone, daddy's home to open the door Playtime is over, time to go to work, work to show the suckers in the place who run their face A taste of the base and who's the ace, start the race I'm coming in first, with each verse I build a curse So rappers can't capture Modi's rapture And after I have to, I have to slap your senseless With endless rhymes, don't pretend this is anything short of stupendous And when this rhyme is done, your mind will become so trapped in the rap you lust another one, but you gotta wait, it takes time I don't write, I build a rhyme Draw the plans, draft the diagram An architect an effect in its slam And if you when I'm done, renovate and build another one I go first Like a punch, my rhyme rocks you Sometimes it knocks you so hard it stops you dead Your track so power packed Before you can react, you're flat on your back Down for the count, get up and dismount Cause I'm coming with an endless amount of rhymes In a hurry, like a flurry, a collage of camouflage A power punch, but don't worry, knowledge is an antidote I got hands that smoke right that speed I light within sight, I wrote rhymes on a level So you can't relate, unless you're intelligent So stay awake, sleepwalkers, slick talkers This time a native New Yorkers Riding a crescendo wave to say the mental state of the fans Understand my pencils writing the rhyme in this highest form And I'ma drop it on you like a bomb And when it explodes, I'll blow up A few casualties, but so what if you slow you blow You know you go, I flow, I flow, I flow, I go Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. 
All right, Aunt Lou. So have you been keeping up with games in the bubble? In the bubble, yeah, somewhat. Well, you know, more so with my team. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, more so. And I've been checking out the Lakers because, you know, that is our biggest competition right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're so, lost. They're, they're one loss behind. I mean, we're we're one win ahead of them. However, they still in first place and we're in second place. Fourth uh, in the box. Okay, wait. Say that again. I hear an echo. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. But I can barely hear you, so I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to play this. We I say they they uh we've lost one one game less than them, you know. But they still are in first place. Oh, you mean for the bubble? You mean in the bubble? You lost one mm-hmm. game, right? Yeah. Because what is it now? Is it seven seven or eight games that they go on to place them to see who's gonna play who and and you know when we get into the playoffs, right? It's, it's right. eight, games, eight games, right? Correct. Eight. Okay. Correct. So, so yeah. So the the Lakers have lost four. Did you know that? Yes. Yes. They are. And we lost three. Three. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is correct. That's yeah, what I, I was talking about the overall standings. I was like, no, y'all a little bit. Oh no. Uh, no. I ain't talking about okay. the overall girl. Trust me. I'm okay. in the zone now. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. What? But you know what? What? Uh, interesting, I guess I, what I'm finding is um, I don't know if maybe the teams who know they didn't really have anything to lose by playing in the bubble, they have not looked well playing in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed that, but like the Lakers, um, even the Clippers. Um, mm-hmm. No, they don't. Uh, they, they don't. We don't look as bad as the Lakers, but we don't look as good either as other true. teams. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But when you compare it to how they looked prior to the layoff due to COVID, so it's like it seems right. like everybody's getting in their stride, move, you know, just belling and, and all that. Couple, you know, little tweaks here, uh, injuries that were that were hampering a couple of things. But um, like I said, it may just be the psyche because we do know that a lot of players, teams, um, you know, they they have that kind of. Uh, faucet mentality that they they can just turn it off and turn it on when they need to. But one thing we do know is that Sir LeBron James he can definitely do that. Um, he just has a, a total gear, another gear when it comes to the playoffs. So, um, but the other teams, you know, they're they've made names for themselves already in the playoffs. So we'll just have to see. Um, but as far as like the Milwaukee Bucks, they're three and four in the bubble. Uh, Toronto Raptors have been doing their thing though. They're five and one. Uh, in the bubble, uh, Boston they're five and two. In the bubble, uh, Miami they're at, at uh, five hundred. They're three and three. Uh, Pacers are four and two. Seventy uh, Sixers they are at five hundred, but they have some serious losses. They've lost Ben Simmons and now uh, Joel Embiid. Um, he rolled up on his ankle, so I don't think he's uh, playing tonight. But they haven't ruled him out, which is good. Seventy Sixers will definitely need him. Um, Brooklyn Nets they're five and two in the bubble, um, and the Magic, they've only won two games. So, And watch the Wizards. I'm surprised. I'd be surprised if they are even still in the bubble. All they do is pretty much the bubble. They're only seven. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah they, so that's they, Go on. Uh, go ahead. No, go on. Yeah, I was saying they, they, they haven't won not one thing. So, um, 
So yeah, they 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 were eliminated last week, I believe, but um, I think they're still in the bubble. Uh, but for the West, this is the the wild, truly, truly the wild, wild West. What's up, Rashad? What's up, Eric? Hey, Sandy, thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show tonight. We're just recapping here the uh, NBA restart, talking about the records uh, in the bubble. So the Lakers, uh, they still sit at the top, and they had already clinched last week, but they are 3-4. and four. Uh, Clippers are at 500. They're 3-3, three and three, so are the Denver Nuggets. 3-3, uh, three and three, Houston Rockets. They are doing uh, still consistent at 4-2. and two. Uh, OKC Thunder. They are at 500 at three and three. Uh, Utah Jazz haven't been looking that well. Uh, they're only two and five in the bubble. Uh, the Mavericks are three and four. Portland Trailblazers. So we are about to talk about them. They are. They said all that all they wanted was an opportunity. Give us a chance. Give us a chance in the dance and and let us just see what we can do. And they are taking full advantage. Uh, they are five and two in the bubble. Now the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. They came in at the eighth spot. We'll just have to see where they end up. They are now one and six in the bubble, and we will definitely um, get to them here shortly. But the Phoenix Suns, I think they have to be just the, um, the the talk of the town when it comes to the bubble. They came in and they have not uh, dropped the ball at all. They are seven and zero. Oh. Uh, Spurs oh, are they five and two. Kings two and five, and the New Orleans Pelicans. They have just totally fallen off the map at two and five, and it could be because they are playing their key. Uh, star player, um, Diane Williamson, just sporadically. But, uh, but let's yeah, let's go ahead and talk about this Wild Wild West. The Phoenix Suns are seven and zero, oh, uh, but they still sit on the outside looking in. Um, oh, wait, real quick before I, uh, a Luke, we were talking about you know the Lakers. The Lakers are actually the worst team of all the twenty-two teams in the bubble in points per game. They are only at one hundred four point one. And they're also worse in the bubble at three-point uh, field goal percentage, shooting uh, .283. So they just, um, yeah, haven't been looking haven't been looking good at all. But let's go ahead and we'll talk about this eighth, eighth spot. So, um, Alu, do you know how uh, do you know how it's going to work for the eighth seed? Do you know about the play-in game and all that? No, you're going to have to break that one down to me, darling. So, you know, <laughs> it's, isn't it a little bit different? Than it normally would be. Well, I know okay. it's in the first. Number one plays the number eight, right? Two plays seven, like that. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That stays the yeah. same. But the mm-hmm. difference, with the bubble is because there were so many teams, and that's why the West had more teams invited than the East, because mm-hmm. you know they didn't want to. They wanted to make it as fair as possible. And you know, shout out to the NBA. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that in a, in a minute as well. But uh, they wanted to make it as you know uh, fair as possible. So when it comes to the eighth seed, they said that if the ninth seed was within four games of the eighth seed, they would have what's called a play-in game. And uh, surely, you know, surely what happened, like I said, the Memphis Grizzlies, they came in at the eighth spot, and they had a hold of it until this past week. So with them losing, um, let's, see, let's, let's get to it here. So they lost. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies on Sunday, which made it definite that there was going to be a play-in game. And uh, John Morant, the rookie for for the Memphis Grizzlies, he uh, in regards to, to playing in that um, all-in game, he said, "I quote: I'm not worried about no play-in game right now." He said, "Our focus now is learning from our mistakes from this game against the Raptors and try to fix them when we go out and play Boston." So again, that was John Morant speaking um, on the loss that they took to the Toronto Raptors on Sunday. But, again, the 
Portland Trailblazers, they have just been on a tear. So up until, um, well, actually yesterday, Tuesday's game, Lillard, still on fire, had a 61-point game. Um, They beat the Mavericks 134 to 131. So with that win, now Portland holds the half-game lead over the three contenders for the play-in teams. So that's Memphis, um, the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, and San Antonio Spurs. So all four teams, they're going to be in action on tomorrow. So basically the game is of the utmost importance. So tomorrow's schedule is Memphis versus Milwaukee, and we'll have to see how that goes. We'll have to even see if Giannis Antetokounmpo will play in the game. <laughs> we'll get to that as well. Did you know he head-butted uh, one yeah. of the members? Yeah, so we'll talk about that. So is he a baby Memphis or what? Uh, uh, come on. I'm just like, come on, Giannis, you got too much to lose by doing a stupid act like that. Um but, yeah, so Memphis, they're going to play Milwaukee tomorrow at 4. Then Phoenix, they play Dallas. Um, that's also at 4. San Antonio, they play Utah. <laughs> that's at 6.30. And then Portland, they will end the night uh, playing against Brooklyn, and that's at 9. So the Memphis-Milwaukee game will be on NBA League Pass. Um, the games on TV on TNT will be Phoenix versus Dallas at 4, San Antonio versus Utah at 6.30, and then Portland versus Brooklyn at 9. All right, so um, it's this is like one of those things. It's like, man, could they make it any more difficult <laughs> to know how you get in? <laughs> so basically, let's try to break this down as best I can. So Portland, they will be in if they win or the Grizzlies, Suns, and Spurs lose. So it's just that simple. If everybody else loses and Portland wins, Portland has the AC. And – um, let's see. Nine if the Blazers lose and a loss by eliminated if Blazers lose. I'm trying to read this as quickly as I can, y'all, because it's very it was kind of confusing to me. Okay. So eight if the Blazers win, they will have eight and everybody else loses. Now number nine if the Blazers lose and there's a loss by any two of those three, the Grizzlies, the Suns, or the Spurs. So basically, if they're eighth or ninth, they'll be good. Now, they're eliminated if they lose and if there's any two wins by the Grizzlies, Suns, and and Spurs. So, basically, the Portland Blazers have to win on tomorrow. If they win, they control their dynasty. It's that simple. Now, for Memphis, um, Memphis, they will be seeded if if they win and if the Blazers lose. So, if the Blazers lose, I think it's um, automatic for the Grizzlies just to be back in because they're only a half game back. Okay. I hope y'all following me so far. (laughs) And then um, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, if they're ninth, so meaning if they win, and if the Blazers win or um, Suns and Spurs lose, they're still good. So they would be the ninth spot. Now, I think we're just going to go that far because the Suns and the Spurs, that's just too much to think about. But basically, the eighth and the ninth uh, seeded game, so the play-in game, that's what it's called, that is going to be held on the uh, 12th, I believe it is. Let me get to that. Here we go. Tuesday. No, that is Tuesday. Okay. Thought I had this right here. Nope. 
All right, y'all bear with me. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. And, okay, where is it? I had it here, but now it's gone. But anyway, the play-in game is Saturday. I do know that. So if um, if the eighth seed wins on Saturday, then they're in. If the ninth seed wins on Saturday, then they have to play again on Sunday. So the bottom line is is that the playoffs will start on Monday. All right. So I know that was kind of a lot to throw out there, but hey, Lou, do you have questions? Definitely. No, no. Uh, well, so the Suns, so, so the, the Phoenix Suns, so they they do mm-hmm. have an opportunity, a chance. But the top, so out of all of those four that's playing, so you say the top is really the, um, um, the Trailblazers, more or less. Correct. The Trailblazers and the Grizzlies. Okay. And the all Grizzlies. Right. So okay. right now it, it's really between them. But like like I said, if the Blazers lose, that's just going to open up the door for. For the other three to, to try to sneak in there, yeah. But if the, if the Blazers, the Trailblazers win out, they'll be good. They'll get the eighth spot. Yeah. So out of those four, though, who would you like to see represent that eighth spot? So basically, who would you like to see go up against the Lakers in round one? Okay, name them again: Suns, uh... Suns, the Spurs, the Grizzlies, and the Trailblazers. Probably the one that would beat them would be the Trailblazers because I think they haven't they lost to the Trailblazers or did the let me see who did the Lakers lose to? Uh, neither one of them yet, huh? Um, no, they haven't. Uh, they lost to the Pacers, the Rockets, the Thunders, and the Raptors. Okay. The Lakers. So I don't think they, yeah, I don't think they've uh, lost to the. So I'm thinking that uh, whichever the strongest team is, that's the one mm-hmm. I want to. Pull it off since they play okay. in the Lakers. At least give them a run for their money. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Even though and make them work to, for that win so they can move on to the next, you know, round. Right, right. Well, if that's the case, then eh, you know what? I can't even really say that because, like I said, the Suns they have been playing some good ball in the bubble, but it could just be the the competition. Thanks. You know, they 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 could just be you know real focused. But I'm with you. I want to see the best matchup. And I honestly yeah. believe the Portland Trailblazers are going to be the best matchup for the Lakers coming in round yeah. one. That's and yeah, and if played right, they could very. It wouldn't surprise me if it, if we saw an upset. I'm just saying. Now, they, the Trailblazers would have to be at full strength, though. So mm-hmm. we, you know, we'll have to see what's going on. Um, what's going on with with the Trailblazers because. Um, they have, um, or let's put it like, like this, Damian Lillard has been carrying the load. He had 61 on last night. I believe he had 60 points um, on, what was that, Monday, Sunday night, um, and at least 50 points on Saturday. So the last three games that the Portland Trailblazers have played, um, Damian, Dame Dollars has made history because he's scored over 50 points in all the last three games. And I think the last time that anyone did that was like 1968. So, um, but like I said, Dame Dollar, he is he is on a mission. He's actually gotten into kind of like a verbal beef with uh, the uh, Clippers uh, forward um, Paul George. <laughs> you know, so it's um, it's, it's definitely been 
the bubble has been worth watching. So if you have not been watching NBA, you are really missing out on some really, really good games. And it's really, and it's live, TJ, and it's not recorded. I mean, you know, it's not like we've been watching old games. Right. Exactly, exactly. Even with with, uh, virtual fans and all, it has been wonderful. Shout out to Dale. I see you in the house. Demarcus, thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Like I said, I can't go back and forth too much tonight. Reginald Johnson in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. All right, y'all. So, yeah, definitely hit us up, 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to us on the show tonight. Um, And like I said, just doing like a quick recap of the NBA restart. But restart will be no more. They are heading into the playoffs as of Monday. So, again, just Monday. a lot going on with that AC. Go ahead, Amy. No, I ain't saying nothing. I said Monday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that is when they are going to get it started. Okay. So, um, like I said, that is the okay, step for the Lakers. So, uh, good news. They did an update. And uh, out of the 342 players that have tested, that they that are in the bubble area, um, they have been tested for COVID-19 on the NBA campus. Since the last test results, which were August the 5th, they still have zero, count them, zero confirmed. Yes, thank you, Even my boy, even my boy, Lou. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Shout out to Lou. You know, he might have done a little wrong, but he didn't bring any, bring any. So good for Lou there. Good for Lou. So uh, with that, with that information there, and Lou, how impressed are you with how the NBA bubble appears to be going, and what grade would you give the NBA overall? I think overall, I would probably give them an A. I wouldn't say an A plus because they there's things they could have done done better. So maybe like an A minus. Uh, which is the best that they would, you know, get, you know, because it's not 100% A++ or nothing like that. Because there's been a few a few flaws. But, you know, that's to err is human. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that um, I think that they're doing a great job of trying to, you know, uh, avoid any, keeping anyone from getting um, the, the the virus. And, you know, and at the same time, they're, I think they're, they're listening. And I don't think it's just the top people. I think they're listening to other people, too. You see, when you mm. when you kind of pull together, pull together as a a team, then um, someone else will come up with something that you you didn't even think about. You know what I mean? They might not they might not disclose that to us, but I mm-hmm. think they're doing a great great job. You know, with uh with trying to uh, keep everybody safe and uh, but yet at the same time, you know, move forward and make their money. So, mm-hmm. kudos okay. to the NBA. Okay, all right. So you give them just a a. a. Minus. A minus. Okay. A minus. Okay. Okay. You know I'm a teacher. I have to grade a little bit harder. Okay. Yeah. I, see, you ain't you ain't going on the curve, ain't Lou? I'm going off the curve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna grade this off the curve. And for the simple fact that they have had zero positive tests since entering the bubble, I, I have to give that an A plus. I do because I don't think anyone really expected that. I mean, let's let's be honest. Did we expect that from the time that they arrived back in the bubble, which was what, mid? Well, actually, when they first started the whole, that they were going to do the restart and all that. Um, so that was mid-July, let's just say. By the time they got to Orlando, got the quarantine over and everything, 
how many people, and y'all hit us up on the timeline, too, and call us up, 347-826-7924. How many people actually thought that the NBA could go up to this point with zero positive tests confirmed? Just be honest. I, I didn't think it was possible. I really didn't. No matter how, you know, strict they tried to be, you know, because one thing about this, this virus that we are seeing, it is too fluid. Like, mm-hmm. the symptoms from when we first heard about this back in March to – how you can contract it, to what's the best way to not contract it, to the symptoms that you have, to know that you do, that you have contracted it. Um, Nothing has been consistent. So to have this many people, you know, um, in a sport where you have so much contact, you have sweat and, you know, just the perspiration and and the close body contact, um, and that's just very real. Just people doing what they needed to do, doing what they need to do in order to keep everyone safe. We see what's mm-hmm. happened, you know, with the people who were able to leave the bubble. We're just all human, so I, I can't right. even really get mad at at, at Lou, at Lou mm-hmm. Williams, um, or anyone else who who hasn't. You know, I'm pretty sure he wasn't the only one. He's the only one who got caught. But um, you know, I, I just I'm I'm thoroughly impressed. I really am. So I do. I, I give him an A plus for. The just the, the format that they've established and the fact that everyone is adhering. I, I'm very impressed with the NBA. I really am. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. I mean, because like I said, they they doing what they can. I mean, they realize they got people's lives. Their people's lives are in jeopardy as well as their own. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. even you know, and, and I know they want to try to get back to certain you know a certain way, but you know we just gotta flow. Until we can get there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. And they're and they're and they're taking precautions and and doing what they need to do. And some I'm proud of them. But I just said an eight minus because some things. I mean, I, you know, but I I, I would grade a little bit harder than you. But yeah. You know. Yeah. I think we're we're grading on on different different uh, aspects of it. Right. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Bruce Miller. I see you in the house. Dale says. I would give them a grade of A in the uh, in the NB, MLB. I'm sorry. Wants to follow suit with the bubble experiment with baseball playoffs. Exactly. They have laid down the, the foundation. They have given everybody the blueprint. So I, again, if someone can look at what you've done and then want to emulate it and see that it, it, it's working, again, that's why I, I, I just have to give them an A plus. Because Lord knows, MLB is a straight F. I mean, they have flunked on every level. I'm surprised they still have a season. This is getting ridiculous now. And now the pitchers and the and the uh, other members of the team, they want to go out in the city of Chicago. What are you going out for? You are a professional athlete in the midst of a pandemic. If anybody can have things brought to them, don't you think it would be a professional athlete? I don't know. I don't know. So, and you're not in a bubble. Alex can go and come as they please. So take your tail home and then invite the party to your house. If you want to catch the corona, catch it home. You don't have to go out. I don't know. Could just be me. I, I don't know. I sometimes I don't think rationally, but I don't know. But we'll see. We'll have to see what goes on with, with baseball, even if they have a playoff. 
Uh, that, I think that's going to be the question. Will Major League Baseball have a – I vote no, but we shall see. But one thing that may uh, may go differently or may show a monkey wrench in these um, zero positive tests that we have seen in the NBA, the NBA, they have now laid out the plan for guests to enter onto the campus. So if you weren't aware – um, of course, there have been no family, friends, anyone else other than personnel, player personnel, and players in the bubble so far. But for the playoffs, they were going to arrange it a little bit differently. So now, the NBA players, they could have some family members or close friends inside the season restart bubble by the end of the month. So they're thinking that the earliest, because, again, they will have to go through a quarantine period as well, meaning the, the guests. And so they're saying that they feel like by August 31st, that will be when the first um, family members, close friends, will be able to enter the bubble if they have cleared, um, you know, cleared the, the uh, waiting period. So uh, the league, they detailed the policy for guests to arrive. Uh, this was on Wednesday. It's a memo that was obtained um, on Wednesday by uh, the Associated Press. And uh, like I said, um, it will only be for the teams who are dancing to the second round, of course. And like I said, the earliest that they could be there is August 31st. Now, those who would not be allowed into the bubble, trainers, physical or massage therapists, uh, personal chefs, hairstylists, tattoo artists. Why would you want your tattoo artist to come in the bubble? I don't know. I guess that's what rich people do. They just wake up one day and be like, I want to get a tattoo. I need to have my tattoo artist come. Well, he can't come or she. Um, yeah, that's and I mean, of course, that is so, what is it? Frivolous, you know, the artists. Yeah. Y'all got to make sure that, that they they are not uh, positive. Oh my goodness! Yeah, tattoo artists are like really are they giving out tattoos right now in in the midst of Corona? But hey, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a tattoo, so I you know, I really don't care. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, current and prospective business partners, partners and certified agents. So unless it's family member or a very very close friend. You're not coming. You're not going to be invited to the bubble. And don't think a close friend means somebody that, you know, the player just met on Instagram, you know, might have hit him up in the DM or hit him up on Facebook or maybe was walking down, you know, while they were out. Maybe somebody got got into the Disney World, uh, uh, wide world of sports and got a picture or something. No, they have to have proof of the friendship, the long-time friendship that these that these players have. So don't think you can – call up somebody and say, hey, get me into the bubble. It's not going to work. <laughs> so, um, But players, you know, they've, they've made it no secret how difficult it is to be away from their families and, and friends. So they're very excited about, uh, you know, this opportunity. Um, and, of course, LeBron James, he said, I quote, I miss the hell out of my family. There's my wife, my kids, my mother, and so on and so on. So it's a huge challenge talking about, you know, just being uh, on the campus without without their family. Uh, one good thing, too, I, I found um, just Shout out to the Phoenix Suns. It might be why they're seven and zero. I don't know, but you know when they do the introductions for for the team, um, it's just basically basically the announcer over the over the loudspeaker. Well, the Phoenix Suns they had family and friends uh, record the introduction for their starting five, and then they surprised it with them um, over the weekend. So I thought that was a pretty uh, pretty wonderful gesture. And I think some of the other teams are now trying to to copy that sentiment there. So. Shout out to Phoenix Suns for just doing something different and then bringing the families to to the players because they have to be uh, kind of going so crazy at this point. 
So, um, so yeah, I'd have to clean it up. So, go ahead. So they and, don't. So TJ, so they don't get to go and at least see their family. No. This is it. Not at all. No, not at all. They are not allowed to leave the premises. And if you do, you do have to get permission. Now, if you go AWOL, you, I mean, you can leave if you want to. But then when you come back, you have to be on a 10-day quarantine. But what about, the, what about the visits, the husband and wife visits, like they're in jail or something? If they uh, are in jail. Cool. <laughs> you got to go is that what you're referring to there, ain't lose the conjugal? You know, you know, you know, TJ. Yeah, well, conjugal, I mean, cause, no. Cause, well, but because if you, if you, I mean, if you know you left her and she hasn't been out and stuff, so she, she's okay and you know you're all right, you know. And that's what I just, I just wonder, just wonder. Yeah, uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure somebody, somebody brought it to them in that way. And they said mm. no. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Try again. So, so no, ma'am. they have they have not seen their their loved one since July, June, mm-hmm. July, July. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. These uh, these players are going to be real happy, you know, to have have the wives and the girlfriends arrive in the bubble. Um, but no, they have not been able to to see their family members or friends. So um, so like I said, with the um, with the going through quarantine period and all of that, soon it said. They could be arriving in August 31st. Now, they are also saying, um, now, when the guests do arrive, that they will have to remain in the bubble. So they can't be going home. So now, let's say if it is, you know, husband, wife, and three kids or whatever, you know, either everybody come or whoever does come, they can't keep going back and forth. So right. And that makes make sense. That makes, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Exactly. And so they're saying uh, that they will be, now, they will be adjacent to the theme park. Um, to where the where the players are, because I guess you know they they still want to have them separated, um, so that they can you know concentrate because they are there you know to do their jobs. But um, they're also going to have activities and and things so forth for the family members. So uh, they're saying, especially for the kids, they have uh, programming, entertainment, such you know games, swimming pools, bicycles, and so forth like that. So it's not, not going to be anything remotely probably what they have at home, but they're going to try to do their best to keep the kids occupied and what and whatnot. But the thing that I thought, this is what I thought kind of amazing. So the players, um, they will also get one ticket authorizing entry for one adult to each of the team's playoff games. Really going to be to their advantage not to bring a lot of people unless they just want to put them on a rotation schedule. I guess, I don't know. But uh, for the playoff games um, after the guests arrive, so for the second round um, and beyond, uh, and the ticket would also um, allow for an adult to bring one child. Now, the child has to has to be certain parameters as well, kind of like a, a roller coaster ride. <laughs> so they're saying that the child has to be two feet eight or shorter. So I guess LeBron can't come. <laughs> oh, they have to have a height restriction to come to the game. Ain't that nothing? Um, and the child must main, remain seated, so he can't just be up willy-nilly going talking to other teammates or the coaches or going playing with the, the virtual fans and all that kind of stuff. you got to be still. So if you have some bad kids, then you might want to leave them at home where they are, unless you want to be embarrassed because <laughs> you know that the media is going to talk about your kids if they're bad and put it all on the on, on news. Okay. So, uh, But seriously, though, so they will only have one one ticket per player to mm-hmm. be brought to the game during the second round. I thought that was kind of interesting. 
interesting there. Only one people. But the good news with that is that they will finally have live fan participation when it comes to playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Because we, if we slowly but surely, you know, getting there. Take a right. little time. A little time. A little bit of time. A little time there. Yeah, you're right. So, so just, um, you know, just your overall thoughts there, ain't Lou, that, you know, the fact that they get only one ticket, but, you know, one ticket that will give you a lot of chance to, to bring one child. Now, they did mention that, you know, if you do have two or three children, then maybe an exception could be made. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know how. I guess, you know, everyone's not, everyone's not equal because, you know, there could be one that does have no kids, and then you have somebody who, on this side that has four or five kids. Um, so, I don't know. That's a, I guess it just would depend on the person, but, but how do you feel about, you know, each player just having the, the one ticket for, for, for the child? No, one ticket for an adult, and then that mm-hmm. one adult can bring one child. They said that they can make provisions, but it's on a, you know, individual basis. Right, because of the children, they probably don't want. Well, I, I think, I mean, that's fine. I mean, we open it up slowly but surely. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully, you know, people will continue to social, within, you know, with them being in the bubble and all that, continue to social distance, wear your mask, you know, and, and as they say, wash your hands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We just got to get in compliance with, with, with the rules, and hopefully, you know, this thing will stop spreading. Yeah, that's uh, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Yeah. Let's definitely hope so. But um, yeah, so you know, like I said, shout out to them. At least they have a plan. Like I said, mm-hmm. as long as it's fair for pretty much everybody. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they really don't care now that they get to this point. They're probably ready to get to get to the playoffs. So, but uh, all right. So I tell you what, with um that note right there, we're gonna jump into a quick break, and then on the outside of that, got a little bit more basketball news. Um, they said that they are going to be honoring. Uh, the top players uh, through the restart. I thought that was good news there, um, so they will be acknowledging that. And, of course, the NBA news, football, college football, NFL football, you already know we got a jam pack so for you, so don't move a muscle. It is the dynamic duo in the house. Roll call. Ain't Lou, what they do? Ain't Lou's here with TJ. That's <laughs> right. Nowhere oh, else. Of course. <laughs> Ain't Lou, TJ. LL42 with TJ. We'll be right back after the break.
Oh, it's no secret. Ladies love sports, too, with TJ. Oh, yes, they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. And we do have the dynamic duo in the house, Aunt Lou and TJ. All right. little Whitney Houston for you there. Hey, uh, Aunt Lou, did you remember that, that Whitney did a rendition of that song? I don't remember her singing it, no, because, you know, I would have, you know, with her voice, girl, I would have remembered that. But that's yeah. a nice song. All those Isn't oldies, but, Yeah, those oldies but goodies, they're just so uh, clean and and, uh, and meaningful, because a lot yeah. of this stuff is just crazy. Straight garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it what it is, straight garbage. Yeah. <laughs> they have absolutely no meaning. Okay. <laughs> will y'all touch on the speculation surrounding Kittle's contract? Ooh, I believe it will get done soon, like within a week. Um, okay, I had not heard about any controversy uh, uh, talking about one George Kittle, so I will have to read up on that, Shasha. But uh, just hit me up real quick, and and what is the speculation? Are they trying to say that they're not going to get it done? Because we all know that if anybody deserves a new contract in the San Francisco 49ers uniform, it would be one the best, the uh, numero uno tight end in the league right now. It'd be a number eight five George Kittle. Don't make me go get my George Kittle jersey right now. All right. So I can, uh, like Batman signal. I'll put it on. That gives the vibe to Santa Clara, San Jose, wherever they at now. Get it right now. Get it right, 49ers. <laughs> Oh, well, we already had the little incident with Mostert. And, you know, sure enough, I understand, you know, he did a lot, but come on now. There should be no nothing with with, uh, with Kittle. Okay. My heart can't take it right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're really relying on that boy, Kittle, and uh, aren't you, girl, Kittle in the middle? Kittle in the middle, ain't Lou. I'm telling <laughs> you now, that offense does not run without George Kittle. Because oh, he's bad, he though. I had to give it to him. He's bad, and he knows it. He's bad. Yes. <laughs> and it's not even, you know, it, we'll veer off into football here real quick, but it's not even his uh, catches and receptions really, to me, what makes him the premier tight end. That man gives up his body. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. see a lot. You see a lot of blocking tight ends in the league. Don't get me wrong. Rob Burkowski, you know, but he, he could only do one by one foot. Once he went past two feet, he's stumbling and falling. Um, Travis Kelsey, he's a very good uh, tight end. Uh, ben, ben Watson, he was a pretty good tight end. Um, I think they got one in, ooh, don't give me the line. I don't know what team he play for. But if I heard his name, he'd be all right. But anyway, I really don't care because George Kittle is, is numero uno. But George puts his body on the line. And the reason that why our running game is so effective is because of George Kittle, because he puts his body against those um, defensive linemen, those tackles, and he is not afraid. I love it. He, he enjoys the, the, the interaction and the, the – the, I'm bad. I hate to say it like it's war, but it pretty much is. But, um, but yeah, he is. And then his runs after the catch, the yards after the catch. For now, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, it could be fourth and two, and by the time it's done, it's fourth and 22 because George just pretty much bulldozed over everybody and got 20 more yards. So it's his mentality, I think, that I love about him. And it's just not it's, – it's not whatever the play calls for. It's, okay, I'm going to get the play done and then some. So that's it. I could be biased. I'll admit that. <laughs> a little bit, just a Somebody. little bit. 
<laughs> but but somebody told me somebody better than Kittle though. And and I just think that that game against the New Orleans Saints solidified it. I mean, the man drug three three uh, Saints defenders down with him, pulling at his face mask and all, and still held on to the ball and didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, woo. Yeah, rumble, he's young man, rumble. He's a he's a he's he's a mule. He's very strong, very strong. Yeah, a mule, a ox, elephant, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> like I said, George of the jungle. Give give me some George Kittle any day of the week. I'm telling you, that's why yeah, the only thing can. I bought in this off season it had 85 on it. I, I couldn't do anything else unless it said 21. You know that's my number. Okay. <laughs> Three four seven eight six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. To see Tasha says the Niners are saying they're close to having it done. Okay, well, good. Uh, I don't need it close, so I need it done. Let's go ahead and get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Oh. <laughs> Stop it, Lou. Uh, All right, let's go back here to some uh, NBA news here real quick. So as I said um, before the break, the NBA they are set to honor the top players from uh, the seeding game. So they announced today that they will name the Kia NBA All-Seeding Games team and then the Kia NBA player of the seeding games um, to honor the top performers for the games that were played uh, July 30th through August the 14th. Shout out to the NBA for recognize. They 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 getting to now, TJ. They moving from an A minus to an A. Eventually, okay. they're gonna get that A plus from okay. Lou. Well, let's, keep on, let's keep on giving you some information then. <laughs> they doing it. I mean, they really doing it. You know, and, and I'm proud of that because I I really be honest with you. Once we had that that second um. What is it? A uh, wind of the COVID. I was like, uh, well, we don't even have any kind of sports this year, you know. Uh, so, but yeah. it's here. Yeah, yeah. It is, you know, it's, it's just so, it just makes you smile. It makes your heart happy, you know, just mm-hmm. to have, just, you know, like you said, the live sports, how you mentioned at the, at the top of the top of the show, just to have live basketball. And I don't care that they, there's no fans there. And, you know, I feel bad for them, but the players seem like they're really adjusting. You know, if they're not, it's not showing on, on you know, through, through the screen. But because the intensity is there, um, like I said, we'll, we'll get to it in a second, but um, the just the tension and, uh, you know, the effort and the fact that they're they're actually playing for something, and, and, they, and, it, and it shows. So, shout out to the, to the NBA. I, like I said, y'all got an A-plus for me. We, we working on late, ain't Lou. We working on ain't Lou. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be a panel of sports writers and broadcasters um, who have been on site covering the season restart, and they will select, like I said, uh, the NBA all-seeding games team and then the player of the seeding games. And um, let's see, each NBA team participating in the season restart, like I said, they're playing eight games, and so they have uh, all eight games to to pick um to choose from, I should say. And so, uh, so shout out to them, though. And it's saying that, uh, no, but the NBA playoff. Oh, this is what I was looking for earlier. Um, yes, so the announcement for who will win, that is going to be on Saturday, August the 15th. 
and that's going to be before game one. We were talking about play-in games that they're going to have between the eighth and ninth seed for the uh, NBA uh, uh, playoffs. So the awards are going to be given before the game, first game on uh, Saturday, the 15th. And then, like I said, if there is a necessary game to play in that has to be played, that's going to be played on Sunday, August the 16th. And then, as I said, the 2020 NBA playoffs, they will begin Monday, August the 17th. So, yeah, shout out to the to the NBA there. Uh, just a couple of new NBA news and notes. The Thunder uh, guard, Dennis Schroeder, um, he did return to the bubble. He had left because he went to witness the birth of his first child. So, shout out to him. The coach has, he has led the Pacers to the playoffs in each of his four seasons. So, shout out to the Pacers for um, acknowledging and, and uh, rewarding such an effort. And then let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, he was ejected in the second quarter of yesterday's game. I mean, he headbutted Morris Wagner of the Wizards. Uh, the Bucks were still able to beat the Wizards, 126-113, but we will have to see how the NBA, or if the NBA, NBA is going to punish Giannis. Uh, again, he was rejected in the second quarter, but we have to see if they punish him uh, remaining before the playoffs start. But, hey, Lou, just your overall thoughts on just the action itself. And what do you think that this says about Giannis uh, doing this headbutting in this time? Um, you know, only two games left for the regular season. You know, they're in the bubble. Uh, what do you think this says about him? And then how do you feel about that? He's 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 immature. You know, and I don't want to, you know, cut him down or whatever, but he just shows a, a, a certain immaturity level. He's good in his sport and everything, but juvenile, that's that's like a juvenile act, you know what I mean? And he's a, might be a, he's a sore loser, but but they didn't lose, you know what I mean? But right. still, it's, it's just that, you know, you got to be mature, you know, head because he could have hurt himself too, you know what I mean? Uh, because it, it, it could have gotten worse. They could have jumped on him and, messed him up or something or hurt his wrist or something, he can't shoot, you know what I mean? It's like you gotta think about all that stuff when you when you do things like that. You gotta think before you act. And most people um think before they act or think before they talk, you know. But uh it's just just a, a, a juvenile, you know, delinquency. I wish Janelle was here. She probably would be like, no, she didn't say that. He didn't. I mean, he's a man. He's a, but I told you that we have to, just, these are grown men. They are overgrown boys, basically. They might be, you know, 28, 25, 22, whatever. But they boys when it comes to it. Come down to yeah, it. Yeah, right. You're right. No boys and, and grown men body. You, you're right about that. You are right about that. Let's see here real quick. I wanted to read. Sasha, she says, uh, doing a couple things that. Uh, you definitely, oh, okay. She's going to call into the show early one Wednesday. Well, we'll be waiting for you, Sasha. We'll be right here. You you know the number, 347-826-7924. We'll be right here for you. <laughs> but thank you, though. I, I love the support. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, Karen in the house. It's all right. You're never late. You are always right on time. All right. So we're talking about uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He uh, did a headbutt last night. Uh, Morris Wagner. And... I mean, come on now, it, Morris. Really? Uh, is he really worth a headbutt? He worth being ejected? I am going to say, uh, as far as how I feel about it, I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed in Giannis because at this point in his career, he should be above that. Like that shouldn't even right. enter his mind and to do that. 
You know, it's like, okay, what do I have to lose, especially for a player like this? Now, I'm not saying that if it was LeBron or something, you should be head, but, but I mean, people get ejected from the game. You get somebody ejected that we all know, that we shouldn't have to go and, and, and Google Morris Wagner. So maybe I was the only one. <laughs> anybody, else know, anybody else know who he is? I don't know. But, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm saying that in jest, but I, I'm really disappointed in Giannis because, uh, and, and I've mentioned this on the show previously, but I was not a fan of Giannis in his uh, early career because, to me, he was a dirty player. Um, there was a game back when my Bulls were relevant, Derrick Rose days, but we were in the playoffs, and he did, what was he did? Uh, dang it, how can, how can I forget? But he either threw the ball at somebody, uh, but it was a very blatant act. Of course, he got ejected from that game. Um, but somebody hit me up and say no. But I think it was he either he either hit somebody with the ball or he intentionally, like, swung or, or closed on him or something like that. But he was a very egregious. To me, I just said, oh, my goodness, this, this, he was basically this type of person does not need to be in the league because if that's how he handles a bad game or if he handles not being successful, that we don't need that in the NBA. So I, I didn't really like Giannis uh, in the beginning. I'm very honest with that. And it took me a while. Actually, I would say probably within the last year. Um, it was he won MVP. Was it who won MVP last year? No, that was Kawhi. Who won MVP? Was Giannis? Lord, this bubble has uh, this COVID has just got my mind uh, going in circles. Who is that? I have to look that up. But anyway, it was the year before Giannis won uh, the MVP. I do know that. It's when I started looking at him in a different light. But this right here, this act, it just brings me right back to why I didn't like him in the beginning. So like I said, you just at this point in stage in your career, you have to know you are, one, too valuable to your team. I don't care if it's a bubble, if it's eight games, if you're already locked up the one seed. You don't need to be going into the playoffs with this type of mentality, with this type of energy. Um, and then, two, uh, again, what's your headbutt the man for? They're not going anywhere. It's the Wizards. They are about to go home. So now you have taken yourself away from the team. I mean, if you didn't want to, if you didn't want to play in the game, that's all you had to say. Tell the coach, you know, to, to make an injury. But you didn't have to headbutt the man to get out the game, y'all. It could have been a better way. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and it says, Yana's is starting to act like Embiid. They need to grow up. Good players, but need to grow up. They're and he might up. need to check into some anger management because, you know, that's – you're reacting like that, you know, it's going to, because if he doesn't get it under control, then it's going to get worse, you know. Hmm. Right about that. You're right about that. Which I guess, I guess that's what I was thinking, that he was on the road to being a better Giannis, because he hadn't really done that lately. Like even, you know, you see him get, you know, demonstrative and stuff whenever he has a good dunk or, you know, he makes a good play. You know, and I love that Giannis, you know, does like kind of like the Hulk uh, imitation or whatever. But I, I love that intensity. But, again, just to, you know, to get outside of yourself. But, you know, maybe that's really who he is deep down. Um, but he's right. just going to have better, um, better hold of that because it's, it's not necessary. And like I said, he's just too too important to his team to let his team down for something stupid like, like that type of act. So we'll see. But as we always say, the best way to get somebody's attention is, you know, hit them in the pocket. So like I said, don't know mm. if you'll be or what and, and what the punishment will be, but I'm sure the NBA they're going to take action in some form or fashion. All right, three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies. That 
nice. So, all right. So, again, playoffs start on Monday. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm ready, eh, Lou? Aren't you? Oh, yes, girl, I'm ready. I'm like, I need some sports here. Because, you know, uh, the uh, last dance was like, a, um, um, you know, kept us a little preoccupied, you know. Because mm-hmm. at least you was getting to see the sports. And, see, I learned a lot from, from that because it was a lot of history. I really wasn't into the Bulls like that, so I didn't know their past like that. So. Right. right. And now we've got the actual NBA, but it's just virtual, you know. But we're going to be all yeah. right. Yeah, it's still good, it's giving us something to watch, it's giving us something to look forward to, <laughs> and especially the West with, with with how they've been playing in this um, battle for the eighth seed as well. Well, I tell you what, what's on the battle now. Let's go ahead and move to the gridiron here. College football to be or not to be, if they do not want the kids in class, why would they want the kids playing football? But I can't even blame the media or fans. Uh, it's actually the players you know, that they say that they want to be out there or at least they want the opportunity to say, uh, have a say in if they get out on the field or not. But, you know, I always thought that was the job of either the parents or the elders. You know, we always think we know everything as a teenager, as a young adult, but that's why we are supposed to have the guidance of our parents of or of our um, elders, our professors, our aunts, uncles, you know, it should always be somebody who's lived it a little bit more that can be able to, in, in um, just, you know, put some wisdom inside of you. So let's move to, like I said, college football. So the Big Ten uh, and the Pac-12, they have decided that they are going to postpone. They didn't say cancel, but they did say postpone all sports. So the uh, Big Ten said that they are going to uh, postponed until the end of the year, and um, I'm sorry, the Pac-10, they're, um, the, Pac-10 the Pac-12, they are going to postpone through the end of the year. The Big Ten, they are going to postpone until January, so they plan to uh, return January of 2021. But there is a team within uh, the Big Ten that they are upset about the postponement, and they are actually saying, trying to see if they can kind of, uh, what's that word, uh, emancipate themselves from the Big Ten. Huh, go figure. What's up, Tone? I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. But they are trying to emancipate themselves from the Big Ten, and that would be Nebraska. Yes, the Huskers. So their coach, Scott Frost, and I was really trying to get this audio because uh, I think it has more impact when you hear it from the, you know, from the, the person delivering it, but I had to get it in quotes because I just had to share this with you. So in regards to the Big Ten saying that they are going to postpone, we know that there are a couple of key high-profile college players that have spoken out, Trevor Lawrence being one of them, saying that, yes, they want to get out there and play. They understand the risk. But what about, you know, uh, how this is going to affect them, how how it's going to affect their collegiate career, uh, possibly for those who will be entering into the NFL, how will it impact, impact, you know, their draft stock and so forth. But the coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, he said this, and I quote, if we cancel football tomorrow, we're throwing up a white flag and saying this can't be done. And if that's the decision that is made, well, certainly we'll certainly abide by it. But let's think about our players and their health and well-being, well-being for a minute. 
Do we keep them here? Do we send them home? Where do they go? What do they do? The virus is going to be here whether we play football or not, and our kids are going to have an opportunity to contract the virus whether we're playing football or not, end quote. Uh, so before I go any further, Aunt Lou, do you think that that is the sentiment that a head coach of a, you know, um, I don't want to say prestigious, but of, of a team that is, is embedded in, in college football, do you think that that's the sentiment that a coach should be taking regarding his players? No, <clears throat> because it's, it sounds a little heartless, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a little. Sounds a little heartless, and so, but you know, but there's a difference in in him and one, and you know, the NBA. You know. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, but you got to realize, though, the NBA they are playing in the midst of a yeah. in the, in the midst yeah. of Corona, they are willing to play and put, put themselves on the line. However, they are also willing to make the sacrifice necessary to eliminate the potential of catching the virus as much as possible, whereas football is not. Yeah, well, well like I said, that's why they well, – what did, what grade did we get the, the NBA – I mean, the NFL? <laughs> Probably F or D. <laughs> yeah, well, I gave, uh, I gave them a D. I'm yeah. not, not – no. Okay, so – and that's the reason why, because the, the difference in, you know, in, in the leaders, is it just makes a mm-hmm. difference. It's not that important to him, you know, whereas uh, NBA it was, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was thoroughly disappointed uh, in this coach because I can understand you trying to speak maybe on behalf of your players. You know, I I can understand the players wanting to get out there and play. You know, when you know that you have the the talent uh, and and the potential to make it to the NFL where you're going to be able to take care of your family for the rest of of their lives, um, that's that's something hard to, to to think about, like this, maybe this won't happen or maybe it won't happen in the time frame of I'm expecting it to happen. But what happens if you're dead? Right. Because nobody can control that, you know. Only God knows that. Right. But, I mean, let's just, just call it how it is. As I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this virus is so, uh, it, it, it's too fluid. You know, it could it could affect the same type of person with the same non underlying issues, same age, same race, and it could it could affect them two totally different ways. One person could be asymptomatic, one person could end up on a ventilator. One person may not end up on a ventilator, but they may have uh, issues for the rest of their life when it comes to their breathing. And especially with athletes, we I, I don't know if people are understanding the ramifications that this could cause in an athlete further down the line. Because we know the health of an athlete is that's their bread and butter. We always say what's the best of ability, availability. You catch the virus, okay. maybe, maybe you don't get sick and have to be on a ventilator, but maybe you develop asthma now. Or just something that would not have happened to you had you not contracted COVID. So I just think it's really easy and I know that they're bored. I know that they want to try to get back to normalcy as soon as possible. But that's that's out of the question for us. You know, that's that's a different rant for a different, you know, day. But the reason that we cannot go on as business as usual is because we did not handle this virus the correct way when it first hit us back in January. That's just the situation. And now we that's have to deal problem. with the problem. It's the problem, exactly. 
you know, you see these other countries over there, uh, in China, um, the UK, London. You know, they are they are on the downward downward decline. They are going back to business as usual because they handled it correctly. We're going in the wrong direction, people. So as much as I want to see football, don't get me wrong, but I think we really have to start taking into consideration the fact of what we don't know and how this could affect these kids, even these adults, um, not even today, five years from now, two years from now, ten years from now. And, um, you know, is it worth it? Uh, we we just yeah. don't know. We don't know. That's a million um, dollar question right there, TJ. Is it worth it? Yeah. Say that again. Is it worth it? <laughs> you know, and um, like I said, when you're dealing with the collegiate kids, and two, it's, it's collegiate, it's amateur. So when you have the professional NFL players who are saying that they're willing to take a chance, well, we also see that they're implementing a little bit more of how uh, adopting the NBA way. Now they are willing to do kind of like a bubble when it comes to camp, have a hotel where everyone goes and they're, you know, they're not going back and forth, uh, intermingling with their families and so forth. So, you know, like I said, the NBA has put the blueprint down. They have shown us the way of how you can make it work. But there is sacrifice involved in in that um in that in that positivity. So we'll see. But like I said, um, let's go ahead and jump into a quick break here. And then on the outside of this, we will dive right back into uh, the, the football aspect. But it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. So don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. We got the magic coming right up after the break. LL42, today, dynamic duo. Ain't doing today. That's right. Thank you. 
What's up, people? Thank you so much for tuning in. Your boy, Dwayne in the house. Thank you so much. I don't know what happened, y'all. The Facebook, it just, it just went out. It just stopped. You know how they, when you watch somebody and it says video interrupted. No, it, went, it, it wasn't interrupted. It just went out. So I don't know what happened. But we're back. Right in the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So thank y'all so much for tuning into the show tonight. All right. So uh, just picking up here real quick with the uh, NCAA football. So, like I said, we know that the Pac, uh, Pac-12, they are considering returning competition in January, uh, January 2021, and the Big Ten, they have just postponed uh, through the end of the year. So they haven't really given a, a exact timetable. But uh, we shall see. But who is not saying that they will not will be uh, postponing or anything is the SEC. So they say in September they start to plan. Nothing has changed. So we shall see. That's all I'm going to say. Um what they say, when we make plans, God laughs. So we shall, <laughs> we'll see if uh, September is, is when anybody gets started with football. But, um, you know, it, anything can happen. You know, we, we can get this thing at least under control, turned around, maybe. I don't know. But uh, it ain't looking like it. We ain't moving in the right direction right now. So how about that? <laughs> how about those <laughs> Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to talk to the ladies tonight on LL four two. And you know, in 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 all honesty, I I do feel bad for those for those kids who you know I, I felt bad for the the draft class of this year because they weren't able to experience all that draft day was about. You know, it's like you know, the seniors and everyone. It's like you, you work you work all this time. You work to get that that shining moment, you know, your your graduation day, uh, for these for these college players, for the fact to have your name called and to get to take the commissioner's hand. That is a feat that not everyone gets to accomplish. Um, even if you are NFL potential or that that type of caliber player, NBA or or what have you. So to have those moments being robbed from these kids, because that's what they are, they'll never be able to go back and and reenact that or to experience that. And I truly, truly um, do feel bad for, you know, for those kids. Uh, But with that being said, you know, life is always ever-changing, and so we just have to look at the positive. We have to look at the good side of things. And, you know, even though you may not have got the pomp and circumstance that comes along with those achievements, you still no one can take away what it is you have achieved. And so I say that to say for these seniors or the juniors who may be deciding to leave early and they're worried about not having the film on uh, or having their, their, their play on film, or for the, the prospective teams to be able to see what it is that they can do on the field. You know, Joe, Joe Burroughs made he, he made a very poignant remark on Twitter because he said, you know, had I not had my, my senior season, I may be looking for a job right now, meaning he may not have been the number one overall pick, which is true because we know that last year was his breakout year in college. And which was kind of the, I don't want to say drawback, but it was the question, you know, is he, is he really worth that number one pick because 
his limited uh, film that he's been able to to put out there. But he was able to put it out there. And because of what he put out there, again, he became the number one pick. So, again, I, I totally understand. And so if these seniors, these juniors, if they're not able to get out there on the field, will this impact their, their draft stock? Will this impact if they are drafted at all? Will this impact if they make it to the league? Um, we don't know. We don't know, but I don't know. Again, is it worth it to find out uh, by going through a season when there's just so much uncertainty? So, um, and Lou, just, you know, what are your thoughts on just the potential of these these athletes uh, not being able to to have their talent shown in the light that it probably should um, and that it may affect their draft status going into next year's draft? Well, it's obvious it's going to affect it, you know, because um, they don't, you know, they, they're they not getting a, a chance to show their, their talents and gifts because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully the, the, the scouts and the people that's looking, you know, they'll – Remember them, you know what I mean? Because and, and and I would just hope that they would continue to uh, uh, improve their uh, their talent and you know their craft. Just continue to work because, like I say, it might be a, a another year or I mean going into the new year or whatever. But it's, this is this too is going to pass and it's not going to last forever. Right. So and uh, I mean, but uh, it's sad, you know, that that uh, they might be overlooked or you know might. Might be, you know, um, just might not get chosen or get what they desire because, you know, they have dreams. You know, kids, I dream to be this NBA player or whatever. I'm working hard towards it. You know, it might just be delayed. It might not be denied, just delayed. You know what I mean? Right. So so that's my thing. I just hope and pray that, that, um, you know, that the scouts is looking at them and that, that they will come back and revisit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, um, especially like the, the Trevor Lawrence's, you know, you you put enough on tape that people are going to to, to know and, and anticipate what you can. But for those who may be on, so to speak, you know, say on words on the bubble, or they just haven't had the opportunity to show exactly what it is that they can do, yeah, they probably will be affected by not mm-hmm. having um, being able to play this year, but. You know, that's why you always have to, if, if nothing else, this will give hopefully all of us just a reminder that we have to be our best at all times because we never know. We never know how things can can, can unplay and, 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 and fold out and stuff. So it's like, you know, you always have to take advantage of your opportunities when they present themselves because you never know if you're going to get that opportunity again. So mm-hmm. you just, you know, like you said, you just have to, to, to trust that what you've given, what you've shown is going to be enough. Um, you know, it's always, it's also about, uh, you know, word of mouth, well, how, your, how your coaches speak about you, maybe other teammates. Um, but, again, we just a bigger picture here. And it's, it's not always about just being able to get back out there. And, again, I say it again. They're kids. Of course they're going right. to get out there to play. But it's going to have to be the – the adults and and when it's and when it's the adults who are speaking the same song and, and tune as the players, it just gives you cause to pause. Because what is really your motivation? 
Are you really mm-hmm. wanting what's best for these kids, or are you really not trying to have your pockets affected? Because we all know how much a moneymaker uh, college football is, just like college basketball. So I would like to think that these coaches and ADs and, and uh, deans and presidents, you know, they have these these kids, um, you know, their lives, um, what they want what's best for them, but let's be real. Money makes the world go round. Shout out to you, Kevin. Thank you for tuning in. Kevin says Fields and Lawrence going one and two regardless. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I definitely think that the, that the prospects um, who we know are going to be entering into the NFL, like the top ten picks, whatever. I, I really don't see anything changing um, with their with their status. But you know, we we do know that there are a lot of players that you know they are able to to, to shine in one season and have a breakout season, and that can allow them to to propel themselves, you know, to a to a higher draft pick. But we shall see. We just want everybody to be safe at the end of the day. All right, so we're going to hear some NFL news. Oh, go ahead, Ayla. That life is more important than the money, you know. And um, and like I said, they might be overlooked, but, you know, what is it, denied? But right now they feel like mm-hmm. that, but you don't know what's going to happen down the road. And then sometimes God blocks things so that you can get something better. Close one door and then he opens up a, 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 great, a better door. Yeah, that is true. That is so true. And I'm pretty sure the Trevor Lawrence of the world, they, they think that they only have one door to go through. And that door is pretty lucrative. I'm just going to say it right here, right now. <laughs> it is lucrative. But, um, you know, and, and Desmond Howard, he said this. He was going to get up this morning. And he was like, you know, if nothing else, this might give, you know, these players because their lives are just so entangled in football. So if you don't have football, a lot of them may be like, okay, well, what do I do now? Who am I without football? And that might be an opportunity for you to figure out, find out, yeah, who are you? Football right. is not who you are. It's what you do. It's what you're good at. It might be, you know, what, what, your, uh, you know, what, your, what your talent is, but that's not, that's not you. You have a lot more to give and a lot more to, to know and, and, and learn and stuff. So, you know, they were like, just get a new hobby. Um, but but Desmond Howard, he said something good. He was like, Work on your mental health as well as your physical health. I thought that was very profound as well. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, see, you know, they, we'll see. It's God's timing, TJ. The whole thing is God's timing. You better Nobody. know it. Yeah. You better know it. So we'll see. Like I said, SEC, they have no plans to change anything. They're saying that they'll still be starting uh, in September, but – we shall see. Only time will tell. All right. Let's move here to the NFL real quick before we two hours to go by so fast. So the NFL um, NFL Referee um, Association, they have it here. Uh, they now they announced their opt out program. So we already did, dealt with the players and their opt out uh, time frame. But now the Referees Association, they announced their opt-out program and protection for the 2020 season. Um, and this was announced on Sunday that they had come to an agreement with the NFL on health and safety protections uh, and an opt-out program for the upcoming 2020 season. Now, the NFL RA Board of Directors, they unanimous, unanimously endorsed the plan and full membership will meet. Uh, they met on Monday via a video conference to review the details. And so they said um, that they have until Thursday, which was which will be tomorrow, to notify their decision whether they're going to opt out of the 2020 season. And that was outlined in their press release. 
Um, and so they have uh, the NFL and the NFL RA. Uh, they agree to, it's not limited to, but uh, these following provisions. So they're saying that, one, any game or replay official who has concerns related to COVID-19 may voluntarily, voluntarily elect to take a leave of absence from officiating responsibilities for the 2020 season. Any game official who takes a leave of absence will receive a payment of $30,000. Also, any official who chooses to take a leave of absence is guaranteed job protection and may return for the 2021 season. And then um, also, if a game official tests positive during the season, the test and illness will be treated as an injury sustained while performing a league-sanctioned or required activity. The official will be entitled to injury pay, medical expenses, and other applicable benefits. And then lastly, if an official tests positive or shows signs of illness at a game site, medical expenses, lodging, and travel expenses will be covered by the NFL. So... Shout out to the NFL, you know, for not forgetting the referees. Because as much as we give them flack and, you know, and, and they do cause headaches, let's keep it real. But I'm glad to see that they have implemented a uh, protocol and uh, provisions for, for the referees. Your thoughts on that, Amy? Um, No, I, I agree with you on that. No. Okay. Finally, they're making a little sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... We we do have to look out for the referees. You know they they do play a play an integral part, and you know we can't have them out there, you know testing positive and you know falling out or anything like that. So shout out to them for for just keeping them in mind. So um, also it's some NFL news. So we mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago that the NFL uh, PA and the NFL they had agreed on daily testing for the first two weeks of training camp, and then if the team and then this was team per team basis. If the team overall were 5% or less, then they would move to um, every other day testing. But if the organization had 5% or higher, then, of course, they would remain on the day-to-day. Well, it was announced on yesterday that they have agreed, the NFLPA and the NFL, they have now agreed that daily testing will go through September the 5th. So they have agreed um, to extend the daily testing uh, through September the 5th. So I thought that was pretty good. Uh, again, letting, you know, letting the players know that their health and, and well-being um, is, is very important. Uh, but, again, you know, a lot of this responsibility does fall on the players too because they could easily demand or want the same provisions as the NBA, i.e., a bubble. Um, and like I said, I think it was the Dallas Cowboys, they have now uh, implemented the um, kind of bubble situation for camp. So basically they have a hotel that is near the camp um, site, uh, the NFL training camp site, and they have decided to everyone uh, will be quarant- not quarantined, but they'll remain um, in, that, in that area uh, throughout, throughout training camp. So, again, um, it's just a matter of what you're willing to sacrifice at the end of the day. And, you know, if you're not willing to do that sacrifice, you really, at the end of the day, you have no one to blame but yourself. That's my thought. Um, but, um, hey, Lou, do you think that's a, um, you know, a, a good show of, show of faith there on, on behalf of the NFL to continue the, the daily testing? Oh, yeah. Or does, yeah. I, I think they're, you know, like I said, they're on the right track now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and they probably would you know, be more advanced if they had you know listened and followed 
um, some of the NBA. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. because NBA really is like trial and error. They they were the first ones out, and then you got the the other sports. What was it? The um, uh, baseball league or something? Um, well, hockey, hockey, hockey and the NBA. There's only two organizations who did the bubble, so to speak. Uh-huh. MLB uh-huh. they came back to work, but they didn't want to do the bubble. Okay, got you. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes people like to create their own stuff, but sometimes, you know, if something is not broken, you don't really need to try to fix it. Come on, and now. then if if you can um, learn from, um, you know, if you can learn, to, if, if someone, if it's working for someone else, maybe you might want to adopt what they're, you know, what they're doing. But, mm-hmm. but you know, but we always got to be the first. I got to be the, no, I originated this. I started this. It's, like, it's not even about that. It's about what, what works, you know, for everyone. Overall, and like I said, the NBA is giving everyone the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you want to fall in suit. So come on. Again, you only have you to blame. All right, so three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Kenyatta, I see you in the house. Alva George, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. So um, let's do the uh, law and order portion of the NFL. COVID might be running rapping through the country, but so is crime. What is going on in the NFL? Well, let's go ahead and run it down here real quick. So, we have uh, two players. Let me get back to this story here. So, there was a story that was back in June. I want to No, May. I'm sorry. So, we had um, a member of the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, it was cornerback Quentin Dunbar. Um, he is now being removed from the commissioner's exempt list. This was according to um, the NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. This was reported on Saturday afternoon. And so now Dunbar's removal, it comes the day after the Broward State, Florida, uh, attorney's office announced that they were declining to file criminal charges against Dunbar from the May 13th incident where him and um, the New York Giants cornerback, DeAndre Baker, uh, they were accused of stealing money and watches from four men at a house party in the May 13th incident. So um, Dunbar, he was not charged, so he has now been taken off the commission's exempt list. However, DeAndre Baker, he was charged. So he is still on the commission's exempt list, and we'll have to see what uh, what all punishment uh, comes on, uh, comes for, for Baker. So... Uh, Baker was charged with four counts of robbery with a firearm, and like I said, he still remains on the commission's exempt list. So that's those two. And then we had for the Washington team, their running back, um, Darius Juice, or Geis, I'm sorry, Darius Geis, um, he was released from the team amid multiple allegations. So he turned himself in to authorities on Friday, uh, and he faced charges of destruction of property, assault and battery, and a felony charge of strangulation. Go figure. What do you have to be so bad? Well, I mean, I don't know. Okay, that's neither here nor there. Um, so that's two um, incidents where players are just, I guess, losing their mind in the, uh, I guess, in the fact that they have nothing to do because they weren't able to, um, they had to be socially distanced, but they weren't socially distanced too much because they are strangling people and robbing people of their watches and money. Go figure. Um, <laughs> hey, Lou, just your thoughts on the law and order segment of, of the NFL right now. 
Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, you know, we can blame it on COVID because people are, I noticed that people's, um, uh, uh, what is it, their, their attention, I don't want to say that, people's tempers are rising quicker. You know, you deal with people and they're just blowing up. And I know it's COVID, you know, we can blame some of that on COVID. But, you know, you know when you're doing wrong. And you know, mm-hmm. and you know when you when your you know your plans are evil and you're plotting, you know. Right. So you deserve what you get. You know, if you sin, you uh, sin brings about death. The Bible says. But also, if you commit a crime, then you need to do the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just uh, people just are just doing everything. You know, and and just and I think some of them really believe that they're gonna they're gonna get get away with it. But that's blinded. That you know they're blinded by by whatever is, is controlling them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I just think I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm really not, because I've been hearing some stuff out here, uh, like the little the Mexican stores down in L.A. Uh, m- one of my custodians at work told me because you know we're back at work now, and he was telling me that uh, you know the Mexican store owners down there in L.A. You know they're just trying to open up their store and try to make a little money, and mm-hmm. and the black people out out there robbing them going in their stores and pulling them guns on them and taking their money. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, so So if they get killed, you know, I don't want them, nobody to die, but it's like you got to defend your property and stuff, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, why would you even think like that? You know, they they going through it just like you are, and you're going to come up in the end and hold them up at gunpoint gun uh, for mm-hmm. $40. Come on, people. Right. right. You know, it's crazy. So, they deserve to be, you know, whatever they get. Because if you're going to put yourself in a situation like that, then you need to, uh, whatever you sow, you need to reap it. You know, right? Pay the consequence. That's true. You did it. Mm-hmm. You did the crime. It's, it's time to do the time. It's just, it's sad that you still have that mentality, though. You've made it. Yeah. There's people who didn't make it out, and mm-hmm. for you not to be able to just let go of that, whatever that is inside of you. You know, they say mm-hmm. you. You can take somebody out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of them. Well, yeah. if I made it to the league, I'm going to need to leave that ghetto back on 75th Street and, and wherever, Crenshaw, wherever you came from. Because there's mm-hmm. so many people fighting to, to be where you're at, to make it to where you've gotten to. And now you just right. throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> a a bonehead move? Come on now. That's just... and, and how many it, times it, do we have to hear about domestic violence in the league? I don't understand. In yeah. my... In my uh, and the custodian was saying, because he's 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 black, he's African American, and he's uh, he's with a, a Hispanic girl. And he said, if they were just smart, it's like if we pull together the blacks and the Mexicans. I mean, he said we could get we could get so much more. And uh, you know, because cause, I mean, for us, you know, pulling together instead of being divided, because then you're gonna be causing. Is already you got a war with, with with you getting killed by the white people, and now you want to cause a war with the Mexicans? Come on, people, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's true. But you know, I say it all the time. We as a people, black people, we got to get our Mm -hmm. stuff together before we We really do about anybody. And and, you know, and people, but you don't judge all of us because some of us are just idiots and ignorant. You know, but but then they 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 embarrass us. Though the ones that are intelligent and trying to do the right thing, you know. Yeah. You know, but but it's just sad. but if we, it's in every, it's in every race, so you know, mm-hmm. it's not excluded. It's some ignorant white folks out there, and ignorant Mexicans, and ignorant Asians. They, they, yeah, they come in all sizes, sizes, shapes, ethnicities, and uh, races. Races. 
Yeah, they come in all races and ethnic okay. <laughs> groups. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So with that, y'all, it's a wrap. That's the show, ain't loose. Once again, Dynamic Duo held it down. So go ahead with the shout-out, lady. All right. I just want to thank you, TJ. You just came in there. I thought I would we would have all four of us tonight. You know, I took me a little nap, so I guess I was prepared for this. Uh, but now I can go eat now. <laughs> but uh, I just want to want to commend you. You did an awesome job. Oh, you know, with the facts and bringing in the info and everything, and uh, it just goes to show, you know, we gonna do what we need to do because God, He's already equipped us to do what we need to do. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, I'm proud of you for uh, holding, for leading us, for spearheading and leading. And I just follow pursuit because it wasn't difficult because you know you just uh, easy to follow. I want to give a shout-out to um, one of my girlfriend's birthday is August 14th, because uh, I know we'll be back next week, and then we got two two uncles coming up, uh, birthdays, and two brothers for me. But uh, Stephanie, her name is Stephanie Arrington, and her birthday is the 14th. I want to give a shout-out to her. Happy birthday, Stephanie. I love you, and I hope you enjoyed it during this pandemic. Do the best of your ability. And uh, and I just wanted to say to uh, Janelle and Terry, I hope y'all listening. If y'all not, go back and listen to this. Ain't Lou really miss y'all tonight? But, you know, uh, TJ, you know, she's my family. And I will just be supporting her till, until I die up in this place, okay? Uh, and I just want to say, girls, I missed you. I love you, girls. And uh, I didn't have anybody to argue with. I have to be uh, loving with TJ. Because I, I was telling Becky, my daughter, I said, it's just Tina and I tonight. She said, Mama, are you going to do your lyrics? I said, yeah. I said, I can't fuss with Tina and fight with Tina. And so, uh, but uh, I miss you, Janelle, because the friction. Miss Terry, for you to come and try to get me in line when I know better. <laughs> but I love you, girls. And, uh, and TJ, I love you, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I love you right back, hey, Lou. Well, I don't know if I should be if I should be happy or or kind of offended. You can bring it to me, hey, Lou. You know we we can. All no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I mean, I can't, I can't be all controversial. It's just so much more when you got more people. And then I know yeah. what Janelle, you know, Janelle is, she is my, I have to do it with her. But it's nothing personal. You know, I just love her dearly. But uh, yeah. it's just, it's easier. It's just easier with her. And I just I, I just I, feel like I got to support. And, and tonight for me really was learning. I learned a lot tonight from you. And I was able to ask more questions because I wouldn't be able to do that if all the girls was here. So it was, you know, it was, it was uh, educational for me as well as informative. And then, you know, just being able to flow. I mean, we, we kind of agreed on everything. And I didn't agree with you just to agree, but that's just what I was feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. One but, thing I know now, if you don't feel it, you ain't going to feel it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. And that's what I love about you. Keeping it real. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right. Well, we'll be back next back time. Same back. Until then, you be blessed. All right. You too, darling. And I love I'll you. And you just take care and be safe. All right. You as well. <laughs> Bye now. Goodbye. Three four seven eight two six.
724. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies. It was the dynamic duo in the house tonight. Uh, yes, always holding down the fort. All right, so let's see here real quick. Wednesday, Wikipedia. What happened in the world of sports on August the 12th? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm about to tell you. 1969, the Boston Celtics, they were sold for $6 million. And to date, it was the highest price paid for a pro uh, basketball team. In 1994, Major League Baseball players went on strike rather than allow team owners to limit their salaries. The strike lasted for 232 days. As a result, the World Series was wiped out for the first time in 90 years. And in 2016, Katie Ledecky, she won the 200-meter, 400-meter, and 800-meter freestyle at the same Olympics. She was the first swimmer to win all three at the same Olympics since Debbie Meyer in 1968. All right, so that is your Wednesday Wikipedia for August the 12th. Can you believe it? We are almost halfway through the month. Man, had this not been a pandemic, I would just be, oh, I couldn't be able to contain myself because, you know, that means that the uh, Hall of Fame game would be coming up. The Hall of Fame inductions would be coming up. (sighs) But we shall see. Not throwing in the towel yet. But I'm not getting my hopes up either. Marty, I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. And everybody, Alvin George, I think I saw you, Kenyatta not. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Rashad, thank you all. And again, I do apologize, Facebook. It just went down. But, you know, like, like a phoenix, we shall rise again. Okay. <laughs> all right, y'all. So that is going to do it, as I always say, whether you listen 20 minutes, two minutes, two hours, one hour, I truly, truly, truly appreciate the support, and don't forget to tell a friend and tell a friend tell a friend about your girls on Wednesday night, all right? Happy birthday, shout out to Yvette Nicole Brown, she turns 49, and Sir Mix-a-Lot, he turns 57 on today. Shout out to Marlon of Silicon Valley, our main fan, shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports, shout out to Marvin and Harold Chambers, shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once. Again, yes, she did that. No one can make stats sound so lyrical other than Lucinda's lyrics, okay? But, again, thank you, Aunt Lou, for just holding down the fort with me. The dynamic duo held it down once again. Yes, we did miss Janelle. Yes, we did miss Terry. Hope all is well with them. I did speak to Terry, so all is good. Um, just hope that all is well with Janelle. Um, but we do miss you, ladies, when you're not here. There is a void, but we push on. Hold on. Move on. Something else I wanted to say, but I can't think of it. But anyway, we hold down the fort. <laughs> Dynamic duo in the house. Happy birthday to Miss Mary, Mary Langley, uh, one of our um, dedicated, devoted, and one of my, just, I love Miss Mary, uh, church members, uh, Salem Bible Church. So shout out to Miss Mary Langley. Um, she is a professor of medicine at Morehouse. All right, so I hope she had a wonderful day. And, of course, a great big shout-out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. I love you, fellas. And last but by no means least to my mom, Miss Denise Green, for all that you do, holding down the fort on that timeline, just holding me down, LL Sports 2, with everything that you have going on, Denise Green exclusives, coming to a boutique near you. And uh, just all that you do, Essie. I love you. All right? So that's it, y'all. That'll bring us back. Um, well, that'll bring us to... But we will be back next week, 8 p.m., 347-826-7924, blogtalkradio.com, forward slash Sports 2 and Facebook Live, Tina D. Jackson. All right, so that does leave us with uh, only one time for one more thing. That is TJ's Motivational Moment. And tonight I just 
I have to talk about the history that was made um, again on today. So, you know, shout out to the man who has been um, on the right side of history, you know, uh, in, in all that he's done in politics, you know, he probably never thought that he would be part of so much um, just positive history in these United States of America. So um, to Joe Biden, who announced his v vice president uh, nominee, none other than Mrs. Kamala Harris, um, the mother, uh, you know, uh, the, the daughter of a mother who immigrated from India, her father immigrated from British Jamaica. So, you know, um, you can say what you want. You know, she she might be um, uh, an American Indian, or um, let's see what else is said. Um, American, uh, Asian American. You know, whatever. She's a black woman. At the end of the day, let's just call it what it is. Everybody sees her as a black woman, and uh, for that, we are just just so thankful that, you know, as far as we know that we still have to go, we are making strides. And, you know, just like Joe Biden said, you know, I do pray that there are just little black girls, you know, um, just girls of color that wake up with a new sense of purpose, with a new sense of, of pride and, and just, you know, striving to be anything and all that they can be. And by seeing this woman on TV and knowing, yes, I can do that too if that's what I want. But just shout out to, to Kamala Harris. Um, and like I said it on, on last week, that it was more so in, in, in um, not a negative way, but just, just to get the attention to say, you know, this all is in God's work. Um, this is all God's timing and his plan. And where we are right now, um, again, God is moving, but for, but for, for positive, for just to bring light on what America can be and what we can achieve. Um, you know, like I said, Joe Biden, he was on, on uh, making history, being the vice president of the first black president of the United States in Barack Obama, and now he sits as a presidential nominee and breaking ground once again with the first African-American black female vice president of the United States. Say what you want to, and we, and we don't wish, of course, any, uh, any ill or, or um, ill being to, to, to Joe, but, you know, God forbid, if something does happen, then we will have our first black female president of the United States if they are able to make it into office. So again, I say it all the time, your voice is your vote. Again, this is all in God's timing. 2020 has been a rough year, true enough, but we have also seen just again what this world can be. Don't think that it's by coincidence that we lost the representative John Lewis in this time, because if you don't take this opportunity for all of you who who have that excuse of why you don't vote, why you can't vote, why you well, there's nothing to vote for. If you don't do it for anything else, I say it all the time. I don't vote just for my myself. I vote on the back and the and the and the the eyes, the ears, everything on the backs of my ancestors. So at this time, if we don't vote for John Lewis, the man who gave his life, he dedicated his life to everything to deal with voting rights and the rights of Americans. This is the time, y'all. This is the time to stand up to do what is right 
right. And in the name of John Lewis, let, I'm not telling you who to vote for. Let me let me say that. But if you want to continue down the path that we've been, COVID-19 um, cases going up, the, the, the unemployment rates going up, the divide in this country that is right now, black people on one side, white people on the other side, can't even find the Mexicans or, or the Asians. This world has been divided like none other. If that's the world you want to continue to live in, then make that vote. But make your voices heard, y'all. Make that vote this time for the right ticket. The right ticket, y'all. It's here for us. We got to take it. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until next time, be good to others. Be good to yourselves. But most of all, y'all be blessed.